Greetings and welcome to the podcast show, Touching People for Heaven. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I'm recording on the garage band rather than the uh, uh, quick time. So, and I don't want to cut any of this stuff out, so I just want to say welcome again to the podcast show, Touching People for Heaven, with your host, Preacher John, yours truly. God bless you, my friend. Thank you very much for being here and for listening. Just a quick note that sounds, that sh- uh, see, just a quick note that shows can also be heard anytime at podcast.jcx221blog.com. Okay, now that I've stumbled around a little bit, I'm not quite certain how to cut all this uh, little stuff out yet, but I'm learning how to podcast, I'm learning how to do this, and we will learn as I go along, because to perfect everything at once is just literally impossible. You just get started with an idea, and you keep going, and you just don't stop. That's kind of my motto for 2019. Keep moving, no worry. Keep moving, no worry. That's my motto for 2019. All right, folks, let's get started into the podcast. This is podcast episode number six, and is titled... Ye do err not knowing the scriptures. Matthew twenty two twenty nine. It's January twelfth, twenty nineteen, Saturday. So Matthew twenty two twenty nine is our verse today. I'm going to read from the King James Version, and it says, Jesus answered and said unto them, Ye do err not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. You know, every discourse that I write is on a verse that came from the schoolwork for the day. I found out if I don't do my schoolwork, which is from GEC Bible School, I don't have a scripture verse for the day. I mean, I always have scriptures floating around in my head, but this is different. When I get to the fourth part of the schoolwork, I have to write one verse over and over for about, you know, about 10 minutes or so. Sometimes it's 7 minutes, sometimes it's 11 minutes, but, you know, it's generally around the 10-minute mark. And this is usually about 6 or 7 times, depending on the size of the verse. I think one time I wrote like 8 or 9 times because the verse was really tiny. A couple other times, but usually always 6 times, because I noticed if I write the verse 6 times, I seem like I get it for some reason. It just, it just clicks in my brain. I can just see the verse in my brain. So that's what I do. I say I write it six or seven times, and I write that particular verse in my, my little small notebook that goes with the school. And as I go through this exercise, I get more and more excited. It happens every time. <laughs> I can feel the power of God. You know, the Word of God has power. It's, it's just, you know, fantastic. It's just, I just love it. So today, as my usual, I have, ch- I have to choose a verse because I normally have a bunch of verses from the day's homework. I circle and underline and make notes and draw arrows and write little things all over the pages of the scriptures that I'm reading. So when it comes time to write, sometimes, but not always, finding just one single verse becomes a bit challenging and obviously requires the work of the Holy Spirit. So I say, help me, Holy Spirit, to pick a verse that I need to write and memorize. Guess what? The Holy Spirit is always so faithful. 
Oh, I praise God for being filled with the Holy the Spirit of God. Like every other baptized in the Holy Ghost Christian. And let me clarify, and with the evidence of it being the gift of speaking in tongues, a spiritual language of prayer. I love it. Thank you, Lord. So in Matthew twenty-two twenty-nine, one of the first things to notice is that Jesus, the Word of God, is answering and speaking. You see, Jesus spoke then, and Jesus is still speaking through the Holy Ghost. This is important to understand. Our God is not a silent God, a God who does not care about his creation. No, absolutely not. God cares and loves us more than we could ever understand. Maybe we might get a better understanding once we get to heaven. I don't know, but, but not now. <laughs> Maybe it's because we don't need to know more than we are already given, you know. It's kind of like this scripture that says here, we know in part. Uh, that's in 1 Corinthians 13, 12. For, we know, for now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even also I am known. What a great verse. So as you can see here, we will get more information more understanding, more wisdom, more knowledge, because it will be time for all of us to live in eternity in heaven. And then later on the new earth with our King and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Wow, that will be one amazing day, or rather, eternity. <laughs> oh, okay, back to Matthew twenty-two twenty-nine. Jesus answered and said unto them, Ye do err not knowing the Scriptures, nor the power of God. This next item is a big one, and one that is discussed in not too many circles in today's world, namely, ye do err. Hear what the Word of God, Jesus Christ, is saying to some very professional preachers and ministers that ye do err. Now, he, that's who he was talking to. He was talking to preachers and ministers. They were professionals. I mean, they were, they were the top dogs of that era. And he said, ye do err. Okay, I can use other words to paraphrase that, but let's just use these words here, ye do err. Now, how many times do we hear that from today's preachers and teachers? I don't ever hear it anymore. I mean, I did many, many years ago, maybe a few decades ago, I guess. People can err in understanding the scriptures. This could be why so many preachers say you need to come to church and you need to hear the preacher explain the word of God to you. My friend, that is just not true. Yes, I put three exclamation marks there. <laughs> exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. <laughs> This statement by preachers is not in the Bible, period. Nowhere in the New Testament does it say we have got to only understand the Scriptures if we come to church and hear a preacher. <laughs> now, in the Old Testament, it was a bit different, but it was also in a completely different season in the timeline of God. Jesus hadn't come yet, 
and he hadn't died for our sins yet, and Jesus had not ascended to heaven, and, and as such has not sent the promise of his Father, the Holy Ghost, the teacher, you know, the comforter. With the Holy Ghost, we can now understand the whole Scripture. Everything in it is accessible to each Christian, born-again believer. Now, I will have to say that the Christians who have not been baptized in the Holy Ghost are going to come up a little short in some understanding. And that's just normal, <laughs> based upon their current understanding. And there's nothing I can do about that right now. Anyway, so I can go into this a later in another discourse. And knowing me, and you probably knowing me by now, I probably will because it's a big topic for me. And the topic being the Holy Ghost. So let's look at these next few words. Words. Not knowing the scriptures, quote unquote. Not knowing the scriptures. Let me say that one more time. Not knowing the scriptures. You know, now this is the thing that got me riled up in this verse. It really did. And this emotion comes from the last four years or so in studying why the King James Version of the Bible. Why? Five years ago, I was a diehard New International Version preacher. I studied the NIV from 1978, late 1978, to just about five years ago. Let's say, I see that would be about 2013, so as you can see, that is a lot of years. I'm trying to calculate in my mind as I'm talking here. That's 35 years. <laughs> 35 years I've been studying one version. Of course, I studied for many, many years other versions along the way. I mean, I've probably six or seven, eight different versions that I've also studied, but the NIV was my main source. In fact, I literally wore out several NIVs over the years. I, re I really did. And so you ask, well, what changed? Why did you become so ardent about this King James Version? <laughs> okay, you know, I was one of those Christians that ridiculed the King James people. I so clearly remember all the times I put them down. Why? Well, because of my understanding. This is what I thought. Well, because the NIV is of superior translation and from the oldest and best manuscripts, and from the highest level of scholars writing from the greatest countries on earth. <laughs> Hogwash. That statement is a huge, long, detailed lie from Satan. This is what Satan the deceiver wants all Christians to accept as truth. It is a lie, from, my friends. It is a lie. Period. You see, Jesus said, Ye do err, not knowing the Scriptures. That's exactly what Jesus, the Word of God, that's who He is, the Word. John 1.1 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 2, The same was in the beginning with God. Verse 3, All things were made by Him, and without Him, was not anything made that was made. Verse 4, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Man, I totally love these verses here. Satan hates them and is doing all he can to misinform, 
to change the words around, to censor the words, and to delete as many of these words as he can. He really is. To do this, Satan has been changing and corrupting the Word of God since the beginning. Quickly look here at John 10, 10. That's the book of John, chapter 10, verse 10. Now, I want you to remember that, John 10, 10. It's like, it's like I usually tell people, remember Remember the movie, Rin 10, 10? You know, that was the dog, Rin 10, 10? That's kind of old, but that's how I remember it. John 10, you hold up 10 hands and 10 toes, or 10, 10, you just kind of flash hands. Because that verse is so important. I'm going to read it here in just a second. I just want to get you to understand and kind of get that in your mind that the, ver the, the verse John 10, 10 is, is the key one that you want to use every day of your life. So let me read it here. It says, The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. So that's the verse. Let me read it one more time. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. Folks, this is a description of what the deceiver is doing, and also a description of what the Savior is doing. There's two parts there, A and B. So you can get 10-10 verses first part and the second part. You can use this in everything. So anybody can use this verse to determine if what is going on in your life is of Satan or what is going on in your life is of God. It's just so simple. It's either of God or it's of Satan. It's either stealing, killing, and destroying, or it's giving life and abundance. It, that's, that's the only two areas. And you can run everything through that filter. And it always works every single time. So what's the verse again? Can you tell me what it is? That's right. John 10.10. 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and destroy. But I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. Congratulations, guys. <laughs> you did a good job there. Okay, let's move on. Understand that the Bible is true, truly easy to understand if you have the author living inside you. Doesn't that make perfect sense or perfect understanding? Listen, if you had John Grisham, you know, the author to the broker and the author, you know, John Grisham, I mean, wrote all those novels and movies that have been made by his books. It's just, he's a tremendous author. He's written dozens and dozens and dozens of books. I really enjoy John Grisham. As I like the lawyer part of John Grisham. That's kind of, I, I like, because that's kind of like how I feel sometimes, like a lawyer or a detective or an investigator. John Grisham. So John Grisham, the author, he's living at your house and he's willing to tell you anything about his books you want to know. Is there anything that he could not answer? No. <laughs> he wrote the novel. He's the author. He's the creator of that content. He's the all-knowing. <laughs> it's just, you know, sort of key, funny words that I know. But of that novel. So he's the all-knowing of that novel you hold in your hands. John Grisham is not lacking in any knowledge of his books. You understand what I'm trying to say here? Okay. Because I'm going to go to the next paragraph here, and this is what I'm going to say. Do you get what I'm trying to say in all these different ways? 
Stop trying to go to every source in the world to understand the Bible. Simply ask the author of the Bible. Period. Invite him into your house, you know, sort of. Or you can also look at your, your body as being the temple of the Holy Ghost, you know, the temple of God. So he lives in this house. So we can actually probably say that and invite him into your house. You know, that could actually be a salvation message. You know, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior. In fact, let me ask you real quick. My friend, if you were to die tonight, do you have the assurance in your heart that you would go to heaven? That's a serious question. Do you have the assurance in your heart that if you died tonight, you'd go to heaven? Well, maybe uh, if you don't have that assurance, maybe you should say, Jesus, I need you right now, and I repent of my sins and receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Dear God, thank you for making me your child and making me a believer. Thank you for wiping away all my ugly sin and my past life and giving me a new life. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Thank you for saving me. Wow. Well, there you go. I believe somebody could have gotten saved right then. You never know who's going to listen to these podcasts. You just don't know. I don't know. I pray to the Holy Spirit that He will guide me as I do these podcasts. And, you know, sometimes, like just now, the uh, Holy Spirit slips things in that, uh, that's not written in my discourse in front of me. So, uh, my friend, if you receive Jesus Christ, your Savior, welcome to the family. I encourage you to dig into God's Word. You can start at John 3.16. Just go right to that one verse and start right there. For God so loved you, my friend, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him, and that's what you just did, will receive eternal life. Wow. There you go. And then you can just start going to all the different verses above and below John 3.16 and jump into Romans. And there's just so much in the New Testament. But stay in the New Testament and reading that and... Uh, attend a church that is a Bible-preaching church, that they're using the Bible as their standard and not just as an experience, but the Word of God as their truth. The truth is not an experience. The truth is the Word of God. There's, okay, there's two different thoughts there, and there's two different type of churches being built there. But um, I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. Okay. So let's get back into the uh, podcast or the discourse that I'm working on. And I'm just going to jump right in here where it says verse 31. This is not today's verse, but take a quick look at it. Matthew 22:31 says in the King James Version, but as touching the resurrection of the dead. I'm not going to talk about that. Here's what I want, to, want you to hear. Have you not read that which was spoken unto you by God, saying, you hear what he just said? He said that, have you not read? That's, that means read in a book which was spoken by God. So God spoke, and it's in a book. It's called the Bible. Or more specifically for the English-speaking people, the King James uh, Bible. And uh, that's another, another story right there altogether. But let's just kind of keep going here. So if you look at my discourse, you'll see that I enhanced the text of those few words there. And uh, I also enhanced the text of the verse I'm just going to read right now. And this verse here, is uh, the next one is 2 Timothy 3.16. 3, 
all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And I'll read the rest of it. And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. 2 Timothy 3.17 says that the man of God may be perfect. Man of God may be perfect. Wow. Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. I wanted to add a few more verses to make that my point there, so that's why I added those few extra verses in there. And uh, if for some reason when you're listening to these podcasts and you would rather read what I'm speaking here, you can always go to my blog. It's uh, jcacts221blog.com. That's JC, it's my initials, Acts 2.21. That's the, the book of Acts, verse chapter 2, verse 21, Acts 2.21. It's the verse I got saved by. And blog, so jcacts221blog.com, and you can read it right there on the blog. Okay, so um, so let me finish up. Okay, so let's finish up with the last part of my tiny verse here. Nor the power of God. I ain't kidding here. I could literally preach for an hour just on these few words. But you can't preach if you don't know what it means. Really. How many preachers and teachers preach on a scripture that they have no idea what it means? I have heard untold numbers of Christians say, I don't know what it means. What does it mean? Okay, John, what does nor the power of God mean, John? <laughs> okay, let me say briefly. Let me just say that the word power is the secret key to this verse. Power is the Holy Spirit. See how simple all this is? So let me read that little verse again. Nor the power of God, nor the Holy Spirit of God. And that's why they erred, because they did not have the Holy Spirit. You can just go on and on about that. So the next uh, paragraph here, it says, The Holy Spirit of God is the person of the Godhead that is on earth at this very moment in this season. The Spirit of God is the Comforter. He's the promise of God. I love the Holy Spirit. In fact, I prayed and thanked the Holy Spirit just prior to doing this podcast and writing my discourse. The Holy Spirit is our teacher in all things God. And I capitalized all the teacher and all things God. I know I, you know, I just wanted to capitalize to make that point come home. You'd see that if you read the discourse, because it really stands out. One more time, today's verse. Today's verse is Matthew 22, 29. Jesus answered and said unto them, Ye do err, not knowing the Scriptures, nor the power of God. Don't you just love the Word of God? God bless you, my dear friend. I believe the Holy Spirit will show you more and more understanding and point you to wisdom and to knowledge of the Word of God. Have a great day in Jesus. Oh, let me add one more verse. Luke 24, 49. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem, until you be endued with power from on high. Okay, now we can go. Goodbye. <laughs>